Hey, Patriots fans, I'm here to tell you about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Day by day. Three, one, two, three. Day, day by day. day. <laughs> so how did Mac look? How did Mac look? Uh, he was not there. No, he. I, I, I just can't believe this. It Let me be it. the first one to say it. Not a team player who doesn't want it. And I promise you, but the, the ex-NFL quarterback was not Scott Zola. <laughs> Wow, what circles are you running with, Perillo? What's going on here? You're uh, you know, can't tell, Babe Perilli. I don't. At times, we've seen Bill take out the hose. It's get, fire hose. Put that away, it. sir. <laughs> Belichick's oh, press conference went from ten and a half to yeah. nine and a half. Yeah, he could play because Matt could play. I think I saw that it might have moved last night. Actually, when it's I'm in the middle of being a smartass, <laughs> you gotta let me be a smartass. <laughs> Can you have the tightrope <laughs> surgery, surgery and do the wide zone <laughs> and, and throw 50-50 balls? <laughs> <laughs> Fred playing the role of Paul. Oh, wow. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, so we're officially at our last show of the week. We're going to do our picks, our final ruminations about the week that has that was and the, week, the weekend to be. So lots to talk about. Um, and, of course... Uh, MacWatch. MacWatch is number one. Continues to. Uh, I mean, we were led to believe. It continues to be a story that he could play Sunday. Yeah. On on the Twitter machine. Are you buying it? I'm not. No. I'm not either. And I think if he plays, it's crazy. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? I, I mean, think it might upset me more if he plays. Yeah. Oh, me too. Really? Yeah. Why would you be upset? Because of his reaction on last Sunday. Ah. Wow. Well, you never know. You know, the pain could have been excruciating, and but he still plays. I think if he plays, it's the legend of Mac grows. Well, he's mm. got to play well. Like, he's yeah, not funny. just like, hey, he played on one leg and he was terrible. Isn't he great? Me and Fred really are just different. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I mean, especially if he wins the game on one ankle. I mean, and oh. oh, God. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Toughest quarterback in the NFL. I, I stand by it. I still make fun of Paul Pierce. They won that game. I still make fun of Paul Pierce to this day. Yeah. Great, great Celtic. Won the championship. I still laugh at him and mock him for going off the court in a, in a wheelchair. No, you're consistent. We got a preview with it last year with Barmore when he went off with that oh. knee injury and was rolling around I on was the ground. Mad at and him. I let him out of my doghouse, but I was mad at but him. Here, I'll, here's where I'll give Matt credit. He didn't start bawling until he got down the <laughs> stairs. He hopped off on his own without any That made any it help. worse. No, he hopped off on his own without any help all the way down there. No I mean, help. It's hard to do hop. I mean, no help. He looks ready for it's that. It's hard yeah. to hop with help. Well, he, I'm telling you, he wouldn't take the help. He's like, I'm, let me I'm get – it's like the hockey player, the tough hockey players. Right. They skate off. They don't, yep. they don't get help. They skate yeah. off. And it's they little, come back. It's a little different. The, no, it isn't. Yes, the puck's in play in hockey. Like, no, no. I'm <laughs> you can't just like <laughs> – Stitch me up. Yeah, it's a little different. They don't, they don't go rolling. Coach. You know, now – it's a little different now. They, they try to play up those board plays, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh. I got hit. Oh, the, uh, yeah. some, some. There's a li- little some of that of going those. on now in hockey. But anyway, like no, Max a tough guy, tough mother. I don't think anybody said any different. No, but he, if he plays on Sunday, people will say different. He's no. definitely tough, but I'm just uh, 
personally, I'm just really kind of over this. <laughs> like I'm I, just, I am. Too. I, I just want to know like what like it just would be. I'd have such a clear sense if he just could, you know, all right, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Or I mean, the perfect world be or not perfect world, but go on IR. Like all right, we know we're not going to have him. We're going to rally around Hoyer. I mean, they brought Hoyer out yesterday to do the you know do the weekly press conference. So you know they're tipping their hand a little bit. I feel I like with that stuff. Um, but I, I, I just, it's just unfortunate with the start that they've had and, and kind of the storylines that have been, you know, drummed up. And now it's like this next level to it with all this max stuff. It's just, uh, it's exhausting. You just want to watch the team and analyze the team and figure out how they're playing and what they need to do to be better. Um, but right now you're just so caught up in, in all this stuff of Mac and the injury and is he going to play and, you know, I feel like there's just no real attention being paid to like the actual game and and to you know what the Patriots need to do to win it and you know where they stand right now and and what they're looking at with Detroit and Cleveland coming up like you know those things I feel like are, are kind of by the wayside right right now at the moment unfortunately. Yeah, I mean our our scouting of the team has been sort of halted a little bit. You know, it's like now it's like okay, you're not seeing the complete version of the team, but like we said the other day, like for us. You know, because we're more astute observers of the team. I think it'll be interesting to see not Hoyer, but the rest of the team and, you know, offense and see how they do. You know, with a guy who he can run the offense. He may not get the ball there, you know, uh, but let's see how the, the offense functions with another quarterback. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, Hoyer, yesterday in his press conference. They asked him about the, um, I think it was Tommy Curran asked him about the 2020 game and the circumstances of that. And I thought it was Interesting. Hoyer said, you know, I, when Cam got COVID, I, I was thinking I had COVID because I had been in the room with him the whole day. Not only was it the lack of preparation, but I think it just puts a little bit of context on, you know, that performance and, and how kind of unique it was. He did okay was. until he got into the red zone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's like, all right, can he play just well enough to see what this offense might look like without three turnovers at the end of the game that, that kill you? You know, like, like, I mean, it might be asking a lot of him not to turn the ball over with this defense and you know, how good they are up front and, and disruptive and, and all that. But, I, I mean, I'm definitely interested to see, you know, just kind of how a different quarterback looks in this. We've been spending so much time talking about this offense and, and you know, the changes and all that. Like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's get another sample with, with Brian Hoyer and, and see how he kind of looks. I mean, it, it very well might look not good. Well, listen, Brian's go, Brian Hoyer is going to look like Brian Hoyer. You know, I'm just – Make some throws, miss yeah, some throws. I, I mean, yeah. there are sometimes I remember – he definitely made throws in camp, but there's a few I remember looking at you, Paul, like with someone like, whoa, you know, airmail just like coming in hot 15 feet high. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I, I, I'm i not really worried about Brian Hoyer in the game. I'm worried about pretty much everything else. Um, but that's like I, I don't feel all that different, you know, and I kind of agree with Mike said. It's unfortunate that all we're talking about is, is Mac Jones going to play? When is he going to play? How long is he going to be out? I mean, and I, and I get that that's what Bill wants because he wants there to be uncertainty. I think. I think he wants Green Bay to be thinking about it. Well, but. I was talking to somebody uh, on oh. the inside. Oh, oh. And I was, oh. you know, saying, you know, they're just making it a bigger story than it needs to be. And, you know, why Why can't they just say he's going to miss some time? And, you know, that's – no, never. The more you – you can't win when you're talking about injuries. The less you say, the better. So Always. why are they talking about it so much? Yeah. Always. I would agree with that. Yeah. But why are they talking about it so much? Who is? Uh, I can give you the first 12 minutes of the press conference yesterday was all about the injuries. No, I know, but Bill is to day Mike's by day. point. He's to not Mike's point, about if you it. do what Mike says, you got no talk about injuries. Well, well, I don't know about that, but I mean, Bill is refusing to talk about it. 
you know? did you watch the same press conference that I did? Yeah. When he said day by day, like twelve times, I think Mike Reese called. Right, that's counted. refusing to talk about the injury. That he's that, those those are questions about the injury. He's talking about it. But he didn't ask the questions. Well, of, obviously, but if he tells you that he's not going to play, no one's going to ask him about the the injury. But, that's it. But it's then, over. But then they said, "Well, when will he?" But play? then Green Bay would know he's not going to play. No, but then then this. No, Mike's of- point about putting him on IR eliminates it for four weeks. Well, well okay, but maybe they think you know. I'm just talking about the players that are on the team. Yeah. Bingo. And that's it. Yeah. There's no more questions about Mac Jones's injury for at least three of those weeks. So you're saying that. Did anybody ask about uh, Tyquan Thornton this week, by the way? No, or, or Lawrence Guy. Well, I, I'm more concerned about Tyquan Thornton because can't he start practicing now? I would, uh, after what, four games? After this one, I think? No, he can play after four. four games. I think he, he can practice, practice this week. Yeah, I'm not sure. Nobody asked. But he wasn't out there anyway, right? Because Ev would have said that. Yep. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's changed. Maybe with the change in, in that, uh, maybe you no longer can practice. But I thought you could practice the week before, and then that starts the clock as to when, you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. No. These rules seem to th- – there's minor tweaks to these rules all the time. Yeah. So maybe he has to wait another week before he can start but, practicing. But, you know, in terms of putting him in IR or not, that's where if if truly he's going to miss four games it makes no sense to not put him on IR right you know because you're just wasting a no, roster no and i and i get that they might not know that he's going to miss four right. games i'm not i'm just using that as an example right so like i i, I, I mean know. i'm sure they don't care but i mean all we're talking about now is the relationship between the team and the player how tough Mac actually is? Is he stupid for trying to push it? You know, does he not want to get surgery? Does he want to get surgery? Like, you know, like, like it's just is all he this pushing them? Are they pushing him? This is all we're talking about it, right we're, now. We're in caps. I mean, it's completely enveloped into Mac Jones's ankle. That's all this week is about. And, and it, I just can't imagine it would be like that if you give him some clarity. Yeah, and <laughs> a five. A. <laughs> I I just I don't see how how the situation is currently set up. Mac's going to come out looking good in this situation, whether he comes back too soon, whether he comes back too late. Like, everybody's going to have an opinion about it. Whereas, you know, I just think like if you is, took it is right Is there on, a chance like, that they take this to the next level and they have him in uniform on the field? Like, like today, or, today or tomorrow? It's like Big Ben. I was a, wondering about that. Like, I think there's a chance. Because I, I think too. that they're all in on this ruse. I, I really do. I think they're all in. I, I, and, again, I'll keep saying it. If he plays on Sunday, I will sit here and tell you I was wrong. I didn't think he was going to play on Sunday. I'm telling you flat out, I don't think he's going to play Sunday. I so don't either. I'm not telling you that it, you know, if, if he plays, then all of this is all moot. Like, yeah. I, I was wrong. I didn't think there was any chance yeah. he was playing. I don't think he's going to play either. You know, but. I mean, it just seems crazy. Like, I mean, but, I, I know it, it looked <laughs> bad. but I, I just mean, have seen them do these, these kinds of things too many times before for me to think that he's going to play. That's right. all, and it's a severe high ankle sprain. Like I, you know, I, I get like pushing pretty, Gronk pretty to severe. do it. Pretty, pretty sorry, severe. Sorry, I didn't mean to go all the way too, <laughs> too severe. Not really severe, but I mean, I see, get pushing Gronk to play in the Super. What, what else you got to wait for? You, ha- you don't really have an option. But this is like you know, I, and we're just all cut up. Like I don't think we know what actually the story is. Who, what real, Mac really wants? How Mac really feels right now? Like you know, and and you know, if, if you're really gonna look at this quarterback as a long term option here, like. You know, making sure that that when these things happen, that we know the the drill and how we handle them together. And I don't know. I just it's it's it was hard for me to watch that press conference on Monday because I just I my my impression of it was just that 
this he should he should not be doing this right now. He should not be talking. He should be going, you know, taking care of himself and and worrying about that and let the team, you know, take the bullets for him or so to speak and let him get healthy and not, you know, being faced with all these questions of of what's really going on with him. Yeah. Well, um but that's what everyone's talking about. Yeah, for better or worse. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Um, and, and, yeah, the game itself has taken a backseat to all of this. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about it. Green Bay offense is sputtering. Um, it's a lot of young guys with Aaron Rodgers. The running game is doing well. Uh, but their defense, I think, so far has been their story. Yeah. You know, yeah, they've been they've been fun to to kind of watch. You know, when you get these new players you haven't really seen in a while, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that they're, uh, you know, again, it's it's just I, I keep flashing back to the Castle season when, you know, it was so established what Brady was in '08, and you're coming off Super Bowl '42, and you're like, we got everybody kind of back, you know, and then all of a sudden Castle comes in, and it just it just t- changes your whole perspective on the season, and. You know, I think at least with with Brady's injury when that happened in 08, you knew he was gone for the whole year. So you just adjusted your expectations to, you know, what you were going to see over the course of the year. And now it's like, I, I think we're hitting the pause button on Mac. Like, I think we're going to – I don't really know for sure how long this could possibly be. I mean, it could be eight weeks. Some people are speculating he could play this weekend. You know, so I don't really know. And I, I mean, also wonder how the players feel about this too. As like a player going into a game where you – you know, don't know if your best player may or may not play, and there's all these kind of antics going on behind the sideline. I, I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm struggling as, as well, you can probably tell. Well, you 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 sent around your roundtable questions today, yeah, uh, for us to answer, and they'll be out tomorrow on on the one of the questions I was going to ask you if you wanted to reword that one. Okay. It was if Brian Hoyer starts, what will that say about the the team? Or well, something? I, I, yeah, I and, mean, and I was like. What you, just kind of what says what's that your, Mac Jones is hurt. That's I, what I thought it was. What what would you expect? No, it says what would it say about the team? Well, I guess what expe- expect was kind of what I. I mean, I guess how Paul read it was what I was getting. I just you know what's your what's your new mindset of the team with with Brian Hoyer under center and you know how do you? I read that wrong. I think. What what yeah? I'm going to look it up. I, I apologize. I'll be clearer on those next time. I mean, it, it's a tough uh, it's a tough thing to dance around. My apologize. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, Fred's right. Yeah. Bad, do- bad job. It was kind of what a would weird Brian Hoyer yeah. starting mean for the Patriots? What would it mean? It, yeah. me- it means that Mac is hurt. I yeah, I answered it. <laughs> I answered it. We're screwed based <laughs> on the way I thought he meant it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like well, not literally s- like that. Right. You speak to you, you, you know. I do. I, mean. I speak to. <laughs> but I mean, that's you know what what what. How do you how do you change your outlook on on things? And you know that's why it's like all right. If it, if it was going to be four weeks, it'd say okay, let's get. Let's get two wins. You know, can we get two wins out of this this little bunch right here that, that he's going to have to play with the Lions and the Browns and the Jets? Like, I don't think that that's a lot to ask. But, you know, as I said to, to Paul, I don't know about this Packers game because it's Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, going forward, like the Lions, the Browns, the Jets, those are games that the Patriots would win, even with a Matt Castle backup quarterback. You know, like they may not beat the good teams. And I don't no, know how good or bad the these past, teams really are. Have. But I think this is a little bit of a, of a, a, a new – perspective on where the Patriots are just as far as I mean I think we all felt like all right when the other team is bad and plays bad that this team is well enough coached and, and avoids enough mistakes that they usually win but in the past I don't know if that's the case anymore right. so you know I, I think in some ways maybe the lack of the talk about the Packers is just kind of people being like 
we're going to go to Lambeau. They're probably going to play hard and, and probably stick around for a little while. But ultimately, they're probably not just going to have the pieces to, you know, compete with a quarterback like that yeah. with a defense. And, you know, whereas, you know, can you say the same thing about the Lions? Like, I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think you going in the Lions, even with Brian Hoyer, like, they, they need to win this game, especially if they're dropped to one and three. Well, and they, they will at, need to. But I'm telling you, I didn't pencil in any of these games with Mac. So I'm certainly not going to pencil them in well, I, I mean, or expect to win without Mac. I mean, I penciled in Detroit and Chicago with Mac. I think Detroit is kind of a that's a, that that that's more in question. That's a game that they should win. Chicago un, unequivocally is a game that has to be won. Chicago's one of the worst one or two teams in the league. They won't even let their quarterback even try to throw the ball. Yeah. Because they're they're deathly afraid of him getting killed. So if you have that bad of a team around him that you can't even allow him to throw 20 passes in an NFL game, and somehow they're 2-1-1 doing that. That's the most embarrassing part. you know. So I don't know. I mean, that's a few weeks down the road. But I agree with Fred. I, I mean, I think you, you don't know exactly what you are yet. Right. Um, and if they play offense like they did Sunday against Baltimore, that will be enough, I think, to be uh, you know, a middling to a bad team. Because, A, I think you won't turn it over as many times against a bad team as you did Sunday. And, B, I think if you were able to score like that and make a bad team chase you, I think that you'll be able to beat a bad team. So that's where it kind of changes. But if it's all the exact same and you continue to turn it over three or four times, you're going to lose to anybody. Yep. Not, not a lot of teams can, can get away with lo- turning it over four times and winning, right. especially like that, like three – uh, in the fourth quarter, for, you know, game all of them the in the line. second half with yeah. the game on the line. That's, I mean, if they do that to Detroit and give Detroit extra possessions, their offense has been pretty good. They'll find a way. Yeah, they the, the other the part, second amount of points. Like the Green Bay thing, like you remember the, the whole Kansas City situation, you know, Kansas City was, if not the best, they were one of the best teams in football that season. Like, you know, at that point, and now you find out, you know, Cam's not even playing. The Patriots are down. That's a big letdown for them. They played like like they weren't even really there for half of that game. You're not going to get that, I don't think, with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's not good enough to do that. They have all new guys. Yeah, they're still like, trying to figure it out. They're right? trying to figure out what they are. Yeah. I don't think they're overly concerned about what you are. Did you happen to see Matt LaFleur, by the way, talking about Brian Hoyer? No. Yeah, like 2014. No. You watch these cut-ups of Brian Hoyer, and you see these plays. You'd think he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And like, <laughs> Bill just said, respect. Yeah, <laughs> respect. <laughs> Uh, Cut ups. He got all three of his plays. Yeah. Well, like we said, he's 0 11 in his last 11 starts. There, you know, what was it? Six, seven years ago at Cleveland, he had a little 12 bit count of, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. He had a little bit of a stretch there. Um, he did. He had. A, I mean, he had a stretch. He, he's, he's of a good, 13, 14, 15. He was a winning quarterback. He's a for good the example of what we said. If everything's perfect for any guy in this league, they can succeed. Yeah. He, he's including him. He knows how to run an offense. He knows. How to be a quarterback. And that's what I would expect. You know? I would expect him to be yeah. to be decent. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing back there. He's not, you know, somebody who's lost in the lights. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. No, it was good it was good to hear from him. I think he's um he's a really likable guy. I mean, I know he's got a little bit of an edge to him, but um but he was a good sport. Is that for me? Guys throwing the axle questions out. I'm like, oh God. You know, in the middle of the press conference, one of the uh, you know one of the big one of the big the big news reporters. I always love when those guys come down because you know there's major oh. news. And he was like, "Did anybody ask about?" He came in late and he was like, "You know, um, I think he was talking to Alan Siegel. Like, did anyone ask about Axel? You know, like, and they're like, 
talking in the middle of like a news reporter was breathless wondering if anybody asked him about axel and and, that's news and then alan and then alan was like no i didn't i just i mean i just said uh hello axel and he responded oh thanks matthew's like okay okay and then 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 the news reporter guy i think it was duke (laughs) you know was where did axel come from oh it was duke castiglione yeah okay he's a sports guy okay i i i'm less less on that sorry i i mis misdescribed him initially but yeah i thought it was like a byron barnett coming down (laughs) mike you're not you're not a capital J journalist. Please step right. aside and let the real reporters. Bill, what would you say to the fans who, who demand to know? Right. Well, that yeah, was like after it, Antonio Brown. Antonio what? Brown. I know. Well, that's why I was waiting for. For I mean, I thought that the big guy was down here. Like he's coming down to ask about. Oh, I know, love like, when I the news think. reporters come down we and show us, show us how this. it's done. Mac yeah. Jones and, injury. And they never get it done. They never get it done. They come in. They you know. Oh, it's. I'll get the answer. I'll get this Axel mystery out of him. Yeah, my parents just named me that. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But um, but it was it was uh, it was you know interesting to have him be the be the quarterback yesterday. I mean, there was some confusion if he was going to go, if he was going to go with his locker, were we going to carry yeah. it, and then all of a sudden it's all happening, and he started going. So and everybody sprinting. I'm just looking at at Hoyer's stats and like the whole like the good stretch thing. 13, like, 14, 15. He went in, in in fourteen. He went seven and six. As the starter with Cleveland, which on the surface seems pretty good, you know, yeah. thir- thir- you know, thirteen starts, he went seven and six with Cleveland. Not easy to do, Cleveland. Right. But <laughs> completed fifty-five percent of his passes with twelve touchdowns and thirteen picks. Yeah. So well, maybe that Cleveland team was a little better than we, you know, well, kind of gave it credit for. But, but I think in that season, the, the I'm not talking about the season. There was a stretch within the season where he did well, yeah. and then he dropped off at the end. Yeah, I, you know. I, I I I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember just being happy for him that he was you know getting a chance and, and playing well. And I mean, I, and then he got hurt in Green Bay that that game he started. I mean, I remember he had a, I think he tore his ACL. At, at, if not then, at another point. So he just had really bad luck too, with some of his uh, you know injuries and you know get an opportunity and then you get hurt and stuff. So. And yeah. stuff. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I, I think I. He, I think he's been. No, I, I'm not trying to tell you. He's, pretty bad. I, I, I mean, just, he completes less than sixty percent of his passes. It's not exactly a small sample size. That's yeah. a very, very low number. That is for today's NFL. for the NFL. That's you should you got to be like mid sixty-five. Yeah, mid sixties. He's fifty-nine point <clears throat> three. He's sixteen and twenty-three as a starter. That I mean, that's a good amount of starts. Yeah, those are Ryan Fitzpatrick numbers. Yeah, <laughs> in other words, bad. Do you see about how much Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, doesn't like Tom Brady? Do you see any of those? Yeah, clips? I mean, well, yeah, that's thing. Yeah, he's doesn't have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. So that one time they beat him in, like, a, I think it was 2011 when they beat him up in yeah, Buffalo. He didn't come out and say thank, you know, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he put up a fight in a, a bunch of those games. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he got Brady a few times, especially at the end of that that 19 game at the end of the season. That one was uh, that was not good. That was a bad one. Yeah, he got the last laugh there. I think. Fitzpatrick is funny, you know, like I remember he went up to Buffalo and he did well and they were like, okay, we got our guy. And they signed him to that deal and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he just, he's not consistent. He just can't. It's hard to find a consistent yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com. We got picks today. Hurry. So we have to hurry. Just a little preview. How, how did people do? Just overall. You guys are struggling. Really? Okay. Come on, that that's, struggle bus. That's my preview. Yeah. Okay. You guys are struggling. But not you. It's bad, bad. I, I'm struggling for me, but for, not for in relation <laughs> to you guys. Okay. All right. 
let's get to the phones. We'll start with Tyler in Connecticut. Hey, Tyler. Oh, Good job, Hardy. Leftover from the postgame show. Uh, Melvin's in Tennessee. What's up, Melvin? What's up, y'all? What's going on? Hey, hey Melvin. Hey. Um, I just got a question about Green Bay, about how you all would, I guess, side with Aaron Rodgers with this. I guess, I guess his little beef was with them that they didn't get him a lot of weapons, I guess, throughout Green Bay. I feel like he – I guess I can kind of see his point. A lot of his teams were more top-heavy. He didn't have, like, the uh, – Danny Amendola, so whatever option for. So, would you all feel like that he has a point with his lack of weapons or lack of bringing people in to fully maximize Green Bay's opportunity? Or would you side more with the owners of, like, you know, it was good enough in the season. You won all these regular season games. You did, um, you know, you did the MVPs. You just didn't come through in the playoffs when it mattered. So, who who all would you really be signed for in that I think I'd be siding with Aaron Rodgers, actually. I side with neither side. Oh, I, I think it's ridiculous that a team has a philosophy that they don't sign free agents. We just don't do it. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. So I side with Aaron Rodgers. On the other side, to suggest that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have weapons when he had Devontae Adams for all those years and Randall Cobb is no, one no, of the but best I think slot he's receivers. About right the, now. No, this, at this particular moment in yeah. time, yeah. they just drafted two receivers for him. Yeah. Like in this particular draft. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, well, I, Christian I mean, the only, the only yeah, thing that I would, I would side with Aaron Rodgers on is the Jordan Love pick. That would piss me off, yeah. too, if I were Aaron Rodgers. Like, you, yeah. you drafted my replacement, and you're not going yeah. to sign me any free agents, but you're going to draft my replacement. Yep. That would piss me off, too. Yeah. But otherwise, I think Aaron Rodgers has kind of come up small in the biggest spots. I, I, like, do I think he's not great? No. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. But did they lose last year because they didn't have enough weapons? Did they lose to San Francisco in that game because of weapons or because he couldn't put any points on the board? Right? All right. Like, part of it is you've got to look in the mirror and find out why you're not coming up big when it, when it matters well, most. And, and They've had a lot of Lambeau Field losses in the playoffs. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, make, I'll, I'll push back a little bit and play the side of Aaron Rodgers. When you get to the playoffs, you play the better teams with better defenses and the fact – when I right. don't have weapons, it shows up more against those teams. Right, and he had the best wide receiver in football and lost with him. Right, one guy, so, though. The number one. Randall right. Cobb was one of the best slot receivers in football, too. Yeah. Like, they had plenty. Okay. He had a number one. I'm just one. saying. I'm just, I'm just playing his side. Yeah, and I'm pushing back on the team side. Yeah. Again, yeah. I blame the team because I think it's ridic- their philosophy is ridiculous. Yeah. They have not maximized the roster around Aaron Rodgers. So I understand Rodgers' side. They could be better. But they didn't. They they lost to an inferior team in the playoffs at home last year. Yeah, and that's not the first time that that's happened. But I like what they did with Dobbs and Watson. Like, and I wish the Patriots yeah. had done something similar, where you get two different but both explosive and athletic guys. That all right? There's going to be some growing pains. They're thrown right into the fire. Dobbs, the leading receiver right now. Watson hurt, but still has that potential. And the you know, Jordan you mix Love him thing in with to me. And, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent on the Rogers side on that. Like, sure, because what's what, what value you getting out of that if, pick? If if no, you go nothing. out and sign like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Sign, I, I can't think of like who in that particular year, but let's say a guy of the caliber of uh, uh, even Kenny Galladay, who's been a tremendous disappointment with mm-hmm. the Giants, right? Yep. I'm not talking about the best. I'm just talking about a, a quality NFL player. If you had signed him and then drafted Jordan Love in the first round, I could say, okay, yeah, listen, Aaron, we're going to get you this guy. We're going to draft a quarterback because we've got to think about life after you, but we're going to go out and they don't do that. So I understand Aaron Rodgers is – 
you know, point of view there. Much like what we used to argue with Tom. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. toward the end. He was upset when, you know, with Jimmy and they yep. weren't getting me weapons. And now, you know. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. I got you going a little bit. I like it. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Thanks, Melvin. Very good. Um, I just think the whole they don't have any weapons thing is a crutch for Aaron Rodgers. I, I you know, I think I can't they've listen. had they've had weapons. <laughs> I can't listen to that when all I hear is every other call is they need a number one. They need a number one. Like like the Packers have a number one. Like don't tell me oh they don't have well, the reason for they had one. They had one, and he's a good one. I, I yeah, this year highlighted my summer watching. This year him, might be different, but they did draft two guys for him who were right in the mix too. You know, uh, let's see. Ryan writes in. He's a Cowboys fan. Uh, if you already talked about it before uh, you get this email, then discard. But I want to get your thoughts on what Lombardi said about Mac yesterday or the day before. I feel he is just trying to protect Bill and will not put any blame at all on Bill. Belichick could murder someone, and Lombardi will tell you he didn't. <laughs> I don't trust anything he says. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I I actually printed it out just in when case. You have some, some, uh, when you have a relationship like that, too, and I'm not even blaming Bill here because – th- when you have a relationship like that, Bill doesn't even have to talk to Mike Lombardi. Mike Lombardi just sort of takes it and he, he upon knows, himself. He knows. Right, right. He knows what's going on there. He knows he's under fire a little bit. So he's rallying. Now, I'm not telling you that he didn't talk to, to Mike Lombardi. Maybe he did. But I'm just saying when th- that kind of a relationship, that kind of history, Lombardi doesn't need any prompting. He's going to do that anyway. I mean, aside from the, the point, I mean, I, I – I mean, I don't disagree with a lot of his points, though. I mean, you can say that it's it's shining the light on Mac and his mistakes, but I mean, uh, you know, I I can't really argue with a lot of his points. Saying, I mean, they did move the ball. It, they're making critical turnovers in the worst moments. This is a kid that you got that thought weren't, wasn't going to make these mistakes. You know, I'm like, and I'll and I'll blame the offense design and all that stuff for for part of it too. But you know, you had a real chance to win that game last week, and you know, I, do you really blame the offense for it? Like, yeah. I, I, see, you know, here's my problem. Okay. Have you ever gone into a game saying, if we can just average seven yards of play today, we're going to win? If we can have a higher average per play than the other team, we're going to win? Like, no. no. We're just cherry-picking stats. And, and this particular one is cherry-picked from one particular game. And it's the only game that they've had success consistently making big plays, which is why the average per play against Baltimore was high. By the way, so was Baltimore's. Leaves that part out. Guess when when the when the the coach's son is involved on defense, we don't have to worry about that side of the ball. Because if you think that's coaching, then you'll be just being naive. And by the way, he wanted to say stupid and stopped himself, and then changed. Stu- he went s- naive. He changed. You know. Yeah. I I just don't understand how you can sit here and tell me that everything has been great with the approach on offense, because on Sunday, we've talked about this. The, the throws to Parker were great. That was the best I've seen the offense look. That ain't the offense that played against Miami, and that ain't the offense that played against Pittsburgh. No. So now this is – so they did it once, you know, for half the game against Baltimore, and this is what they are now? But it's all, it's a, don't, don't blame the coaching. This is what they are. And that's the it's other, all Mac. And that's the other thing about what Lombardi said. Like he said, oh, Mac, you know, Mac's making really bad decisions. Okay, well, is it his decision to throw to Parker all those times? Is it his decision or, to throw these 50-50 balls right, that, that we've been right, so, you know, that you were mocking uh, yesterday? So, <laughs> so we're we're giving the coaching credit for those, but we're blaming Mac for the bad plays. 
You know, and that's basically my problem with but it. Meanwhile, Mac, Mac hasn't played well, but you're blaming it all on Mac. Right. If you're not taking and, anything and else into consideration. And meanwhile, Mac goes to the sideline. It sounded like he was blaming the coaching for that one, that interception in the end zone. Well, I think he was mad at at Parker and that, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of speculating. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think he was yelling. It was cover four. Where, what is he doing? Where, why is he? Why isn't he there? Oh, I thought it was cover four. Why'd you call that play? But. I, maybe. Uh, could you, be. You, might you be could right. be right, too. Yeah, We're I, all spe- this is what happens when you don't find anything out. Everybody yeah, speculates. Right. And so my, my thing is, okay, if you really think it was the wrong play, call, check out of it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not defending Mac, you know, like, like like that he's blameless. I think Mac has thrown the ball into harm's way too many times. I made a comment yesterday, he's got five picks. He could have at least five more. Yeah. If the defensive backs could catch the ball, that some of these, the, yeah. he'd be really and, struggling. But. This isn't all on Mac. Jones. No, it isn't. And I'm like I said earlier, I'm not I don't care about those ones he's thrown in harm's way. That's part of his growing process. You know, he's got to learn what he can and can't do. Uh it's you know, and I think last year he was protected a lot and this year it's he's not and he's going to make mistakes and you're going to have to live with that if you really want to develop a young quarterback. You're going to have to live with it. Yeah, but there's a line too of just, you know, and I and I feel like that's what he's you know, I I don't think that he was in danger of getting benched like like Lombardi kind of oh, said. Either. Like, yeah. but I'm going to give him a pass on that one. I don't think he meant that literally. But I, I I I do think that you know if this season was going to turn around, it was going to have to be with Mac Jones making some significant strides to you know to to elevate the offense more and you know just just have a game where you, it's well, clean. You know, like just show me that. I mean, you like, know, I don't know how long he'll be out, but let's say he never got hurt. Maybe by week eight, nine, ten, we do see significant improvement. But you've got to, you know, yeah, well, you've got to grow. It's, I, it's like it's not just going to happen overnight. And if he hadn't gotten hurt on that last play, I, I feel like I would, I would be able to be pretty encouraged right now of just, just don't make the mistakes. Like you can move the ball. You, you're, you're showing strides to me. You're showing me plays where. He had some zip on that. He got that in there. I didn't. I, I hadn't seen those throws last right, year. Right. You know. But now it's like, well, you're now you're derailed. You're probably going to miss a bunch of games. When you come back, you're going to be rusty. You know. So how much are we even really going to learn about Mac Jones it, in year two? It, it it puts everything back. His development and our yeah analysis our evaluation of, develop, of his development. You know, and, yeah. then, and then and then like you know, and I I've been saying I we don't know when he's going to come back. But either way, it's a murderer's row at the second half of that. Like the the last what six weeks of the season, Buffalo twice. Um, you got to go out to Arizona Raiders. Uh, you know, I know those don't look quite like what they did maybe four weeks ago, but you know, it's 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 a really tough spot for him to come back and kind of recapture momentum. And you know that, and that's why I hope it's not a long time, and then he's able to get back to some of the stretch well, of these games that are that are winnable. I if think if he's the guy, he'll work. He'll you know, I, I have no he'll doubt work he'll work. This. I just yeah. wish that we had some kind of clarity of what to expect and when to expect them and. You know, Mike, you don't need to know. All right, fine. You don't need to know, okay? It's a process. Day by day. Don't be so results-oriented. Uh, George is in, in Texas. Any idea when the Patriots will sport the throwback jerseys? Yes, yeah. I do have an idea. And? Detroit will be one of the games. And uh, what was it, the Bills? or I keep forgetting. Is it the Bills, the Bills or the Browns? I think the, the Bills Thursday night. Yeah, here. Bills. On, yeah. 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 A little throwback. But the week after this, home game against Detroit, you'll see the Reds. Whew. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's uh, that's out there, right? Yep. Okay. This season, I feel Mac is doing too much. I see the good get overshadowed by the bad. I also think Parker needs to work more with Mac off the field. 
Not knowing that Mac has changed the play based on what he is seeing is confusing Parker. This is preventing him to go full speed to get open because he doesn't know where to go. And that's Mac's fault? Yeah. I mean, I, I seeing the thing twice with Parker is, is a little bit strange to me, though, of pre-snap, like, what? Doing that kind of thing. Like, that. that's not good. That's a red flag to me with with. See, but that also, it, that also can be a couple of different things. That could be like, I, I missed that. Like, what would what, you say? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm obviously not saying on the field he's saying, what did you say? But, like, when he gives one of these, it's like, I didn't hear you. Yeah. Could be as simple as that, or is, you know, X X Y Z cross. Uh, I don't know what that means. You know, like you know when when Ev comes in and talks about you know EPA, uh-huh. like uh, like you know I, I, yeah I don't know what that means. Like maybe it's he doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he doesn't know the adjustments and the calls. Yeah. I, I mean, which is a much bigger problem. But I just think that we just well Parker doesn't know what he's doing. You I know? just I I just think there's a a little bit of an issue with Mac in that it seems like and this kind of pops up with some of the free rushers too of. Not taking that last extra second to know what's going on, and some of the like the late rotation stuff right before the snap have fooled him. And the same thing with Parker, where it feels like he's getting to the snap, and but you don't have everybody on the same page. And I mean, I've seen Parker do it twice in three games, where it kind of like he doesn't get the second call, and then he just kind of oh, all right, and then he just kind of runs, you know. And so I don't know. I think that might be an operational thing of just making sure that extra beat that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Jonas writes in, small thing, but please turn off the phone notifications during taping. Tuesday was brutal with dozens of instances of that stupid sound. It must have been a big day on the Perillo family group chat. I think it's, it's, not, it's not my phone, guy. It's, it's the computer. iPad that yeah, uh, Fred uses. I, I tried to turn off the uh, sound here. This is as annoying as Andy talking over everyone all the time or when Fred lets callers talk endlessly over the panel. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Mac. Uh, let's see. Lots of emails. Tony writes in, this morning, Damian Woody and the hated Bart Scott really nailed it. Oh. Woody said about the Patriots, nobody scares you, a nondescript team. The despised Scott in discussing the Patriots noted, coaching can only get you so far. It's about the personnel. Until this team significantly improves the talent, and that talent gets in their prime, age 24 to 28, the Patriots will go nowhere. Well, I mean. But I do think they're improving their talent. I do. Not as fast as I'd like. No, not as fast as I think any of us would like. And then some of that talent, I want to see what happens when they become free agents. They're going to be a lot, you know, like J.C. Jackson, to me, should have been part of the future. Yeah. But you let him walk. You know, and I wasn't I mean, like, like I, I didn't kill him for that because I didn't think as much of J.C. Jackson as some other people do. But he was better than what you had. I never argued that. Yeah. Well, it's just I mean, that's and that's one of the players that you didn't draft, but that you developed and that knows what he's doing. And that was a playmaker. And, you know, those are really hard to find. And and not surprisingly, you got hurt when he left. I know he did. Uh, but, you know, just the development of Duggar and, you know, like, how would you the feel Uche if, of it all. you know, this is Duggar's third year? Mm-hmm. So how would you feel if Duggar uh, was allowed to walk after the 23 season? I mean, I'd be disappointed. But, I mean, I, at this point, I, I probably think that's what's going to happen. Unless unless he plays so middling that they can just get him on a oh. team-friendly deal. Yeah, but you got to pay somebody. Sneaky. <laughs> that's a sneaky yeah. negative but comment right there. You know what he's saying, Fred. Yeah. If he's really good, he'll be too expensive right. and they won't re-sign him. Right. 
you've got to have like your core players. You got to pay them. That's you know? that's what I'm saying. Like, ba- say like Barmore, Duggar, they don't have a ton of them. No, Stevenson core maybe. Players? Yeah. And I mean, even these players you're naming, it's it's they're younger. They're kind of like no. But I'm saying, the so if they develop, right. if they develop, they you're going to pay them when, once they hit their contract. Well, not Stevenson because he's a running back. Yeah, I, Stevenson. Well, you got to keep somebody. Yeah, you do, know, right? You do. Like, who are the guys? And, and what if he is? <laughs> that sounds like me. You got to keep somebody. No, see, like, to somebody's got to be good. If he's just a running back and he's yeah. just like your leading ball carrier, then I wouldn't. Uh, I, you know me. I, I wouldn't even bat an eye if you let him go because you can get that. But if they kind of turn him into like an Alvin Kamara type then I am interested in mm. retaining him yeah I agree you know with he's going to be not necessarily a 300 350 carry guy but maybe a couple of hundred carries with another 50 catches I'm interested in that guy because I think that guy can impact games Kamara can impact games but you know and I'm not telling you that I think Ramadri Stevenson's as good as Alvin and, Kamara and, but you know what I mean and let's yeah. let's you know dream a little bit what if Tycon Thornton is that speed guy that opens things up right well wouldn't, the, wouldn't the, you want to keep him on your team yeah the fear is that yeah. you allow him to walk after four years right right I mean uh, do you think can I, can I continue this for one quick second do you think they're more willing to pay third down kind of running backs because they're not as worried about wear and tear and like a guy like James White or Kevin Falk they're not yes. taking the pounding so and and it's also a value of their intelligence and their pass protection and knowing what to do within the offense whereas maybe they just it'd be really hard for a first second down power back to get a second contract because they just view him as kind of replaceable I mean as, yes. as much as I'm with you and I like Stevenson a little bit better than Damian Harris like not not a huge difference. I mean, it's you know it's, no, it's, but I think he's definitely enough, better in the passing game. You know, yeah. So that's that, that's that's what I would watch. But right now, I I'd just even don't be know in favor if you want to you want to re-sign Harris and Stevenson. You know, like maybe Harris to a more reasonable contract, um, and you sort of keep it the way it is. Like Harris is the, more of the the main ball carrier, and Stevenson's more of the 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 hybrid guy. I I wouldn't be necessarily posted because I know they're not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give him a Derrick Henry contract, you know, where you're putting all your eggs in in that basket. I know the I know the Patriots aren't going to do that with a running back. But but you're right. It's like Duggar's in year three. So like, and, and when's he going to be back? And he was back out there, but you know, he's a little bit dinged up right now. Like, I mean, he's got a year and a half, like to 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 either prove that he is this like player that all the fans want him to be of, you know, a potential game changing kind of safety. But at the same time, they got like four safeties that they play. So. Is he ever going to be able to make? And I mean, I guess it's tied to the running backs with the same kind of thing, where you have such a, a volume of guys that it's hard for a guy to really stand out. And maybe in a way, then it keeps their production down. Yeah. And then it enables them to continue to, to keep. But a good play. chance that you're only going to have two of those four next year, uh, with McCourty and Peppers probably gone. Um, yeah. And then you would hope, under that scenario, that Bledsoe can sort of yeah take grow the, into one of those spots. Yeah. You know, and you know, and, and give you some contributions there. Maybe a Maybe Miles Bryant could be more of like the the deep kind yeah. of like the McCourty replacement because I think he's pretty good in coverage. Maybe he he could give you a little bit more there. Well, what about Jonathan Jones? I mean, I, I think he's in, he's in, this is last year his deal. You know, I, I mean, it, we talk about not having a lot of cornerback, not having you know a guy. You've already given a second contract to him. He's playing great. I mean, I think was it Reese that wrote, wrote about him? I think he's playing okay. Or Doug Hyde was was yeah. highlighting him of just you know the you know, I, I know he's topping the he's topping the PFF <laughs> ratings right now. Yeah, guys. I mean he's number one in all the ratings. Right. Number <laughs> one, top, number one. The PF, but I mean, regardless, he's a good player. He, he's made. He's fine, I mean, yeah. he two 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 big plays last week. Yeah, 
you know, of, of everybody on the team that you're saying, I star really players am. to make impact plays, like he's one, one of the I think handful. so far he's having his best season. I, yeah, think fan, I think fans are right to make fun of me. I think I have problems. I have to really reevaluate. Well, you just don't <laughs> like the fans. I'm just looking at that play where Bateman caught it in front of him, gave him a little move, and he was standing still 30 okay, yards. Well, like, it's going to happen. Um, I mean, I don't even think he was in coverage. I, this is my whole thing with the, the ratings. I don't really care about like Like, his ratings are great because – he knocked the ball away, like in that. Like he, you get small little sample size, and you get turnovers, and it ups your rating and stuff. And I, I think there was a bad play there that people just completely ignore. This is all and it was a ball. huge play in that fourth quarter <laughs> against Baltimore when when Bateman got down the sideline. Uh, Stephen Carmel, New York, just wanted to say how nice it was to meet Paul and Mike on Monday morning. Oh, the, there we go at the hall. You really turned around a doom and gloom weekend at Gillette. By the way, I will continue to tell my wife that we met two extremely famous and important people in the <laughs> Patriots organization. I emailed yesterday, but I guess Fred couldn't get to it. Uh, thank you all for <laughs> what exactly you do. That's exactly the way he <laughs> said it to us on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for what you do. One uh, Patriots question. What do you feel is in the best interest of the team? To rush back, Mac back when he's not 100% but can play so we can save the season if things are not going well for Hoyer the Destroyer? Or... Let him sit out until he's completely healed, and the season at that point may already be lost. I, I, I just I don't think you can rush him back. I, that that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. That you, that you would rush somebody back, and you know, and then he's got to well, go out there and perform. And, it's, and, and his performance thing. is on him if he plays. When when you're dealing with Brady, it's fair to say, boy, you know, a, a Brady at seventy five percent is better than a hundred percent Hoyer. I'm not sure that's the same with Mac. No, I mean with with confidence you know? in the pocket issues and protection issues and free rushers. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I'm not on it. Think I'm about how much it. Mac has had to run. Yeah, and if yeah. you take that away, yeah. he's I'm a in the middle. Duck. Yeah, I'm in the middle of those two scenarios. I, I don't want to wait until he's fully 100, percent but I don't want to rush him back either. Sure. Um, yeah, you guys are right. I mean, I, I think that he would be. I don't think there's a huge gap. I, I just, I mean, I, I people are going to look at that as I'm bashing Mac Jones. At this point. I just, I just don't think there's a huge gap. This is not like Brady in a backup quarterback or Rodgers in a backup. I think Mac Jones to Mike Lombardi's diatribe there has been kind of struggling. He's second to last in the ratings. Right. Now I know the quarterback ranking rating is not the be all end all statistic, but he hasn't played great. He's turned the ball over too many times. Lock from Adelaide. I wanted to get your thoughts on the questions below and then the same questions, but hypothetically, if you were A, Bill Belichick, or B, Robert Kraft. Mm. Uh, with Max injury impacting the team, what would you deem a successful 22-23 season? It doesn't necessarily have to be win-loss record. It could be a player or coach development. Uh, playing really good football at the end of the season. Just that. You know, I, I don't know what the win losses kind of are, but like if it feels like they're end of the season playing their best football and feeling like there was a progression and they got better as a team and some playmakers started to stand out, I'll, I'll take a seven, eight, you know, those kind of win seasons if if that's what it happens. If I just I playing want, their best. Football, I just don't want to see them fall really, on their face for in a the really last good four weeks. season. Ten wins. Ten wins. Yeah, I think ten wins to me is the benchmark for uh, for a good season, like last year. But what if you win ten in a row and you lose your last seven? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about this extreme example, Paul? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even I don't do those. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of with Deuce. Like, yeah. let me, show me development. Show me what they're doing at the end, especially with their schedule this year, yeah. where they're playing the better teams at the end. 
Right. How do they match up? I mean, do they, you know, and, it, and it's a little bit of fool's gold potential because, you know, what's that last game against Buffalo going to actually look like? Is that is that a game for anything? Is Buffalo playing backups in that game? But still, I think what you've seen the last three years is a team that starts really good and seems like they're, they're wow, all right, and then they just kind of fall apart down the end. And, you know, I think if, of everything that's kind of got me shook, that, that's been the consistent thing of, the, of those three seasons. So just li- like to see them turn around and start to, you know, Leave something where we're going into the offseason saying, I'm excited. We got some things to build around yeah, now, I feel it, like. And, Thornton you know, catches some great. touchdown right, passes. Right, right. You know, like things like yeah. that. Taking a quarterback out of the equation, how many good players are a future Patriots squad missing from becoming a Super Bowl contender again? Hmm. That's quite that's, a few. That, that's hard to do, <laughs> like taking the quarterback out of the equation. Yeah. Because you could theoretically just have the quarterback in some situations and be, you know, a contender or at least, you know, a, a, have a guy that's good enough to make you in every single game. I'd say, the, the, you know, like with an average quarterback, there are three studs away, right? You know, like a rusher, yeah. a cornerback, sure. and a wide receiver. That sounds good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take that. I think you need more than that. Probably. Well, well just, need- just an average quarterback? Yeah. That's all? Yeah. I think you need. I think you need elite all around. Yeah. With just an average quarterback. Okay. Um, how long would you be willing to accept the Patriots are from this moment? How long are you willing to accept that the Patriots are from this moment to becoming Super Bowl contenders? I don't really. So how long from now are you willing to wait for them to be a Super Bowl okay. contender? Two years. I have to like <laughs> decipher all the. Thank you. For I two years. Two. Like this year, next year, and then 2024, they're Yeah, they're after back next the year, I want them to be contenders. Right, and then what? You're going to give them health? You know, what for? <laughs> then I'm going to – yeah, my, my expectation bar goes up after next year. Yeah, I would say that's probably – Yeah, Mac, I mean, Mac, Mac, year three, year four, I mean, year yeah. five, those – I mean, yeah. Year six. If you're not going to – Year seven. <laughs> I mean, it could be like Dietrich Weiss and have the year six jump. <laughs> year six jump. <laughs> uh, There's another question, but guess what? Evan's back from practice. <laughs> Evan has returned from practice. Evan has returned from practice. Yeah. Evan has returned from practice. What was the mood? Who wasn't there? What did he see? All right, Evan. Spotlight's on you. I had that song stuck in my Uh-oh. head. Uh-oh. Put your mic on. Uh-oh. Oh, it's <laughs> on. No, no, it's on. Okay. I had that song stuck in my head last night. It was bad. <laughs> Tell Jill, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta, can we redub that one? Get, get an actual Evan. <laughs> Too much. Or maybe Too we much. get a new one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So was Mac at practice? He was not at practice. What? Oh. No Mac Jones, no Lawrence Guy, and a new absence today. No Yadni Kajust. Oh, either Kajust. Kajust. Correct myself. Kajust. Kajust. So that means Marcus Cannon as the backup? People have been calling from the start. You've been hearing that, right? A little bit of Bedard. Isaiah Wynn yeah. on the outside looking in yeah. with Marcus Cannon breathing down I, his I, neck. I, yeah. I, I, I agree with him. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a matter of time, but we'll see. It's a tough matchup this weekend, too, with Rashawn Gary, really good player for the Packers on the edge. I would assume that they're going to put him over Isaiah Wynn and see what Wynn's got. Yeah. Four penalties in the last two games, six quarterback pressures allowed. Had a good week one. Hasn't been as good the last two weeks, and I think Gary's going to test him. I, I really like this Gary. Um, he looks like a Patriots guy to me. Power. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got some good players. They, I mean, get a little scheme crazy, but they, they play a lot of 3-4, right? I mean, they, they just play a lot of base defense, which 
I mean, I kind of feel like they'll do against the Patriots because why not, right? Yeah, they play a lot of 3-4 stand-up edge defenders, similar front to what the Patriots do, much different in the back end, but the front itself is very similar. And Gary is a pocket pusher. This is not a speed, you know, Josh Uche type. This is a dent-to-pocket, bull rush, speed-to-power type of rusher. Uh, and Kenny Clark in the middle is also a big problem. He gave Shaq Mason all sorts of fits in that game last week against Tampa Bay. So their front is legitimate, and the Patriots' offensive line has looked a lot better last two weeks, I'd say, than week one. But Isaiah wins one spot that I feel like if you're going to circle somebody to attack with your edge rushers, it's probably going to be the right tackle. Did you ask Cole Strange about, uh, about Kenny? That that's a, we, that seems like a good one. Not yet. We, wow, he looked we, really good to me. <laughs> we, we asked David Andrews about him yesterday, and he said he's been taking a lot of time this week to study Kenny Clark and pick up on some of his tendencies and maybe anything that they can pick up on film to get ahead of that guy because he yeah he's a he's a game wrecker. Shells today. Shells. Yes. Okay. What uh what do they do different on the back end? A little bit more zone in terms of the way that they play the zone is a little too deep is is definitely different don't mind me while i'm eating my fries it, it's difficult i think and I, this might be an interesting question for for the head coach is you're three games in and every team will do something a little bit differently schematically game plan wise like there's not a lot of teams that are just we do what we do 100% of the time right there's always some wrinkles so at what point in time do things that the opponent are when do they always become tendencies versus it's only three games and this small sample size is really skewed like the Packers run defense is 32nd in the league in DVOA but they really only have one bad game it just yeah. happens to be against Chicago they gave up almost seven yards to carry and in, in a that monsoon. was that the monsoon game or? no oh no okay. but in that game it that's skewed that's yeah. enough to just that's, skew that's a all really your good question though about like at what point do the numbers become what they are as opposed right. to yeah well, I, I brought the same thing a up trend. yesterday. I was like, on DVOA, the Patriots have the number one rushing offense, and they have the worst rushing defense. So if you're just looking at that, you're like, oh, hey, look at this. looks perfect. But it's, I mean, small sample size and, like you said, very skewed yeah, by Something I read and, you know, like when, I, when I was joking around and like I was throwing the, the too deep thing out there, like I, I had actually read something in Green Bay. This is basically how they set their defense up. But they tell you, go ahead, run, you know, run yep. for as many yards as you want. You're not going to beat us doing that because we're going to lock it down in the back end. We're not going to give up chunk plays. Yeah. We're not going to be easy to score on in the red zone. That's that's the whole philosophy. Right? Hey, you know, I mean, that's, that's the whole a, philosophy. That, that's the NFL's whole philosophy. Yeah. All 32 teams are running two deep shells. Especially even this year. Yeah. Even here. Especially yeah. this year. And that's why I think yeah. point, points are down significantly and passing yards are down significantly. It's only three games. Evan, I have to ask. Yes. Mood? <laughs> smaller contingent than yesterday yeah. i mentioned that i think last week that wednesday seems to be bill usually the quarterback to, yesterday was brian hoyer usually Pizza. it's mac yeah uh chick-fil-a now oh, chick-fil-a now chick-fil-a now so big draw oh, well, lunch yeah. is a big draw well, on is, wednesdays yeah, i might have to show up I, yeah, yeah. You're not the yeah. Yeah. chick-fil-a coming in up here you know wait what what wait, what 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 no the, where yeah when is that public knowledge oh um yeah Okay. Yeah. Somewhere Never in the mind. vicinity? Yeah. Oh, you stop it right now. <laughs> anyway, so the smaller contingency? Smaller contingency. What wasn't a, you know, I think you know, maybe we see this a little bit with fans too, like a little bit 
down. You yeah. know, the, the mood is just generally yeah. Damn. I never subdued. I never brought back a down mood to my to my practice reports. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you yourself brought the mood up. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Sashaying. <laughs> We're and, one you know. and three. <laughs> <laughs> that was last year, of course. <laughs> That's the Dick Van Dyke entrance, you know. <laughs> Here we are, practice. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Um, how much did you get to watch? Was it just the stretching? Very short. Yesterday, we actually got a pretty extended look at pos- uh, positional drills. You know, nothing team, obviously, but uh, a couple of extended looks at positional drills yesterday. But today was stretch and, and get you out of there. <laughs> stretch and go. You yes. go now. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. Watch Paul eat. When we come back, more of your calls and emails on Patriots Unfiltered. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. 
Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. And now, great moments in... History. My point of the thing that we were talking about yesterday. You know, I, I didn't like, think Houston. It's like you're afraid to find out something good about Mac. What? What am I? Like, I, I'd like to do, do some research. We might actually find out. Oh, that, so now you want to compare him to everybody, right? I just want to know if those okay, are good so, numbers. Well, I'm going to compare all his numbers to everybody then. I know. He's in the 30s. Okay. In the league. In, in most things. But I'd like to know what this is. Okay, but you don't want to know what he's like. You, you I do want to know. But when we talk about all the other stuff, so, uh, this, this, oh, all, this oh, wait. all start. Hold when, on. When did I say that, oh, those aren't good numbers? We talked about him yesterday, and we said those aren't good. 
What? Not good. All the, all the, you know, his passer rating and all that stuff. The only thing I mentioned I, yesterday I, was I didn't think Houston blitzed a lot, and you just told me the guy said he blitzed five times. So yeah. I was right. I didn't think Houston blitzed a lot in the game. Okay. And they but, didn't. But that would now you're changing the goalposts. I'm not changing any goalposts. Yes, you read off his numbers I, against the Blitz. Right. 60 attempts for 350 yards. I said, those aren't great numbers. I don't know if they are. I'm telling you it's not. So you know what the, the numbers... The I act- don't care what anybody else does. 350 yards on 60 attempts is not good. Against the Blitz. I'd like to know what the averages are. I'm just telling you it's not good for, for Mac Jones. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what anybody else did. But you need to in order to compare. No one has been blitzed as much as he has. Okay, but. Just right? Because Didn't he say that no one got blitzed more okay. than Mac Jones? Yeah, so he got yes. blitzed 65 times. The next guy might have been 64. Like, I'd like to know. You're, you're, okay, then look you're, it up, Fred. If you want to know, I don't care. You're spouting all this stuff up with no I'm knowledge. I'm not spouting anything. Yes, you are. All I said was I didn't think Houston blitzed a lot. And then the guy wrote in to say they only blitz five and times. And that one thing, but we're talking about overall. Forget about that. The rest of that. it is your hang-up, not mine. It's not a hang-up. I just want to I don't care. I just want to know. Then look it up. I don't care. That's what I pay you for. I don't have a subscription to PFF. <laughs> oh, my God. That's another great moment from... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. You're just changing. You're, you're changing the goalposts. Goal I got a um, new. You know, yeah, you move, you move the goalposts. You don't change them. Wow. Like these new goalposts. It, ma- it makes me tired. And speaking of tires, <laughs> Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and a proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. There. Heck yeah. Uh, can I can I do a quick thing? I just want to say thank you to a few people who uh, reached out to me after I said yesterday on the show my dad was down in Punta Gorda. He's fine. I heard from him this morning. But um, but a few listeners like sent me some messages and just said, hey, I hope your dad's doing all right. Um, I, I just uh, I appreciate it. I want to say thank yeah. you to everybody. Well, and, glad and your, your dad's okay. It was but crazy. Down what there. a mess down there. Huh? Oh, my crazy. God. Crazy. Like, like, I mean, houses underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about people getting trapped in single-story homes. And yeah. Yeah, it was a little... Uh, a little hairy too, with like cell phone service was down and power was out and stuff. So um, yeah, but thank you to everybody who uh, who reached out. I appreciate what it. What is this? Oh, you missed it. There's this machine that they use when it rains. I that, saw what, that. What does it do? Like it, it, they move it like a foot, and then these things come down on the ground. They stomp in, and but what does it do? I don't know. It must suck up some of the moisture, like. right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, baseball. I digress. Eight five five past five hundred is the ace ticket hotline. Eight five five past five hundred. Web radio at pages dot com is the email address. Um, oh, you know what? One more thing, Fred. Yeah. Two. As I, I texted you guys, I was also watching yesterday. John, CNN's John Berman was down in Tampa. And he sent me a very nice email. He has fallen in love with the Patriots Unfiltered show. It was very complimentary of us. So yeah, Alex uh, said that, I, like, I think she knows him or something. And he, oh, really? He uh, emailed her and said he loves the show. Yeah. So yeah. You know, another another famous PU fan. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the famous PU fan? It's John so. Berman. He's one of the, the CNN. I, he was down in Tampa. Uh, He's one of the guys standing in the middle of the street, like, getting blown around. Like, God bless him. But, uh, but yeah, it's nice. Now, nice to hear. I don't know Evan, if, if you fan. know, but we've had some very famous people listening to the show. Uh, what's her name? Mary McCormick. Yeah, I think that's right. From In yeah. Plain Sight, yeah. and we've had uh, she's Howard Stern's wife. Howard Stern's in, wife yeah, in private the parts. Uh, Private Parts movie. And um, we've had writers, TV writers, movie script writers uh, listening. Kind of so. Berman's a big Patriots fan. Follows yeah. me on Twitter. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I just confirmed that. Grew up in like, Carlisle. He follows me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Big so fan. he must be excited too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. G-Man. <laughs> 
Not that bourbon, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, eight five five. He's a big five. Patriots fan too, though. <laughs> really? Chris? Chris Berman? <laughs> Big Bill fan. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. I thought he was a Bills fan. He likes the Bills, too. Nobody circles the wagon. Like uh, all right. Let's get to the phones. People are hanging on. Uh, Willems and Philem. What's up, William? What's going on, Fred? How you doing? Good. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to. How long do I have, uh, Fred? <laughs> it depends on what you're saying. If it's good, we'll yeah. keep you talking. If we got not, picks. I'll cut you off. Picks hurry. Yeah. All right, well, all right, I'm going to start with this one first. Uh, to Evan, Evan Lazar, you don't know me or nothing like that, but, you know, I, I sent out a couple of tweets to you when I, I just want you to know I'm, I'm a fan, and I love your takedown, how you broke things down by Twyquan Thornton, the Iverson crossover. I love that, man. So um, Thank you. I just want you to know I'm a fan of that. Thank no you. No problem. All right, um, we've got to start with this. This is to the Patriot fans. It's crazy how y'all – a lot of some of you Patriot fans, you, you a little shady a little bit. You was riding high with Mike, um, with um, I'm sorry, with Mac Jones. Hey. But this year, because you know, you know he's learning a new scheme. He has no really no offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? And give him a break. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he ain't at fault at some things. You know, as far as the interceptions. You know, I mean those bonehead interceptions. But give him a break, y'all. You know what I mean? Like ease up on him. You know what I mean? Don't don't abandon him just like that. You know? Don't count him out just yet. And last but not least, Bill need to stop screwing around with the roster. If you know, this ain't nineteen ninety two. You could start, you know, you went off defense and all that. You got, you got to look. You got to put players around Matt. You know what I mean? Better talent money. And for God, use the tight ends. Y'all pay these guys a lot of money. Use them. You know. And I'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Take care. Have a good. One. All right. Thanks, William. Yeah, what you think we'll see a little bit more Hunter Henry in this game, perhaps? Perhaps. I mean, yeah. it could look a little different with Hoyer. I mean, you never know, but I, I, I find it striking just the, the, if, if the, the lo- lack of level of production. If the Packers' time. defense has a weakness, what is it? It's their run defense. Still, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure the numbers are as accurate as as we kind of talked about before the break. But if you had to do anything against this Packers' defense, I'd run the football. Yeah, and but it's like. I feel like you feel the same. Where like you look at the individual guys and you're like, he don't look like easy to run on. He don't look like he's easy to run on. But like, the yeah. Sub, but I guess I don't know. I didn't really watch much of the of the Bears game. Was that what, what Montgomery? Some and, of it, and, you know, I, Herbert. I, I try to split the runs where Justin Fields makes an impact, right? Because some of the time. It wasn't all like read option necessarily, but when he bootlegs, like obviously they have to have a contained guy on the backside when he bootlegs because he can keep the ball and run out the backside with it. So is Brian Hoyer going to draw a defender like Justin Fields does? Probably not. But some of the things that they were doing that I thought the Patriots could mimic were tossing the ball outside of David Montgomery on some of those crack toss plays or sweep plays. They also got downhill a little bit on the Packers defense, but I would try to run away from guys like Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary. (laughs) Run away from everybody. (laughs) Just throw it to the outside. And we were talking about the too high stuff that they've been doing as well. So that doesn't give them as much – help or kind of those forced defenders on the outside to push it back inside so sounds like another big flat pass game uh, can uh. i um, just change the subject real quick so i can make an apology oh okay did i call doc flynn a hack yesterday yes okay i want to apologize for that because okay. i didn't mean anything to do with her as a doctor okay like um i see on twitter there's someone who's <laughs> doing their thing where they send Tagging. the other person the thing yeah, yeah. someone said something so about i'm you. getting tattled on um to doc flynn <laughs> i i've never even met uh Dr. Flynn. So 
this is like when I was talking about the injuries. I don't necessarily care with someone who's not treating a person, and I think she's pretty clear with that. Right. That she's not. So I don't like. I, I want to apologize for using the word hack because that's not what I meant. And I said it. I'll, I'll own it and apologize for it. But that's. I wasn't. Yeah. Not had nothing at all to do with her ability. Right. Uh, to you know to. Uh, Administer medicine and, and as a doctor, like it, nothing to do with that. So, Deuce, I told you not to tell him. I, I just, I just <laughs> want to be clear that I'm apologizing for using the word hack. Uh, let's go to David in Maryland. David, are you a hack? I, I certainly hope. Okay, good. Oh. Um, so, um, one quick note and then a question. And so, I flew up from Maryland to the past game, big pass fan, and I brought my 70 year old Ravens fan loving dad. And there was his first NFL game ever and i'm glad i was able to cross it off the bucket list but i was tempted to leave him there after the game <laughs> um my, my question is pertaining to the special teams um do you think i guess the patriots as an organization and, and coach belichick really values having those stalwarts on special teams i obviously slater is one i think of um cody davis has been a while for a while i think joe cardona has been the long snapper for some years just having those stalwarts that even though offense and defense there's a lot of um, turnover, having those special teams people in place over the years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's clear that, they, no doubt. that they value it as yeah. much, if not more, than I think any team in the league. I, I mean, I just think the unfortunate thing is you were getting a lot of plays, especially back in like nineteen, game changing positive plays. And in the last couple of years, it's been some game changing negative. You plays. know, I wonder if like they've actually got data behind, you know, having you know the handful of. Guys, you can depend on on your roster for special teams. Overweighs having those guys that you know play offense, defense at the low end of the roster. Like there's data that supports yeah. that. I wonder. I think too. There's probably a deep dive that people don't really do, where like they seem to specifically get really good gunners, and they specifically want to make sure that the you know personal protector on the punt team is a guy that they trust and know what they're doing. I but beyond that, I'd be curious what the problem you know, is lately. They've been making mistakes in special teams. It hasn't right. been as solid as it's been in the past. Well, just like last weekend, the yeah. punt return last weekend is right. Uh, you know, I mean that, that. I think things might have gotten a little skewed by in nineteen. What would they block like three or four punts for the recover for touchdowns, and then Gunnar Olszewski went off on in like three or four games and was suddenly it's one of those bar. things. It's like when you complete you know four thirty yard passes in the same game, it kind of skews your yards per play. I see what you did there in a three game span. <laughs> really good special teams matchup. Rich Biasic, the special teams coordinator for the Packers, was the interim coach for the Raiders last year. Mm -hmm. He's a very, very good special teams coordinator and was a good head interim head coach for Vegas and last year, too. Special teams were a train wreck last year and ended up ultimately costing them the season. Yeah, so uh, the Packers right now, I think Belichick said it three or four times at the press conference yesterday, are number one in the league in field position. They have the best starting field position and the best opponent starting field position because they don't turn the ball over and they play well in special teams. So I think to your point about why do the Patriots value special teams so much is because they want to make opponents drive 80 yards every single time they touch the ball. Now, the turnovers have not really played so well into that lately but that's the goal is to make the opponent drive the field even when you have to punt you're still making them drive the field so that you aren't giving up easy touchdowns in your territory yeah, and those are funny to me because thanks david um i, I think you can i mean I, I think anybody that goes into a season any football coach that says i don't really care about you know, the mike march thing remember mike yeah, march famous, spend more time thinking mike about march famously teams. didn't care about special teams right, right? i mean 
anybody that does that is 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 really doing his team a disservice. I mean, obviously, you have to take every element of football very seriously. The question is, do you have to devote the resources that the Patriots typically have over the years in order to have good special teams? Yeah, I I, I wish someone would do a study on like, okay, other teams that are really good on special teams. Do they all have seven, eight, nine year veterans? That are making like two million a year, serving as you know the the L four on the kickoff team, or right. do other teams just have you know this this sixth round rookie defensive back goes down and covers punts? Well, maybe Bill because he doesn't have a role on defense. Maybe yet. Bill thinks the better guys I have on special teams, the less time I have to think about it. I also think to, but that's what I'm asking: Are those guys better? Well, in that, the past they've been. Yeah. Then I, who? Then Th- this is what I'm players. asking. But like, but like, who is what I'm asking? Like Matthew Slater is is better. Like, was Gerard Cherry better than everybody else? No, but uh, what's his name? Was Nate Ebner better than everybody else? He was really good. How, like, how do you know? This is what I'm asking. Because of the results, the Patriots. What had results? In special teams. Okay, well, I, I think Mike just explained to you that the results haven't always I, been good. Well, lately they haven't. I said that myself. But over over. The dynasty, they were good. They had really good special teams. But I think to Fred's original point, would you rather have on this team right now Trey Nixon on the 53-man roster versus Cody Davis or versus Brandon Schooler, who looks like a a good, young, up-and-coming special teams guy that maybe they can turn it over to when Matthew Slater retires or Cody Davis retires? I just don't know if it's worth. I feel like everybody argues about this that the Patriots have too many special teams only guys, but it's like who would be taking their spot on the roster? It's not like we're saying that they're keeping Matthew Slater and not trading for Devonte Adams, right? Like they're they're keeping Matthew Slater over guys that are now probably on their practice squad, anyways. So I'm not sure where that if he's the 52nd guy is the guy they're going to replace him with really that good that it's yeah, such and, a and detriment. I wonder if they've like actually deep dived into that with data and yeah. I would even well I have actually had conversations with some people about this stuff some people yes Felger and Maz nope oh. people in the organization and okay. there's definitely a uh, conflict of uh, opinion philosophy yeah R- really um, okay. all right but to your point like I don't mind necessarily a Brendan Schooler I mind more the Cor- Cody Davises um you know, in the Brandon Kings, you know, Brandon, King. like, and, and it doesn't have to be like Trey Nixon. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be anybody. Like, well, I, I think like the way we've talked about this a lot over the years, which is just giving guys that more of a chance to play and guys that you know, like like Anthony Jennings or you know, seen it with like Demarcus Mitchell this year. He's getting a chance on special teams, so like I think that's in the positive for us, right. of, like a young those, guy that those to me should be your special field. teamers. Yeah, as a chance, Un- to undrafted develop, rookies like Bledsoe, right? And, like ju- developing Josh Bledsoe. And in three years, teams. if Brendan Schooler or Demarcus Mitchell do not figure to factor in ever on defense, I don't want them becoming six-year guys. I want yeah. the new Brendan Schooler to come in. Who maybe three years later can be the third safety? Yeah, on a rookie contract, and right? Yeah. So how long to wrap up the special teams portion of the show? How long? You know what I mean? I, and I don't have I don't have no. specifics. You know me. Yeah, no, that's fair. How long does the Miles Bryant thing as punt returner last before we see Marcus Jones? Because it's it's starting to get to the point where well, you know yeah. let's let the the guy that was an All American returner in college that you drafted in the third round. Well, but I just return? wonder what's going on yeah. in practice. Yeah. Is Marcus Jones like? 
you know, bobbling it all over the place right. in practice. Yeah. Well, it's well, like the. It's can like, he be bobbling it any more than Miles Bryant is in right? games? I, I, maybe he could, and that's why he's not out there. It's like, like I don't know. It's like guy who fumbles doesn't play Bill versus rookies don't really play Bill, and they're kind of like at an imp- right now they're batting heads. I mean, I think we're all a surprise that Miles Bryant's continue to get shots. You know uh, that they haven't. I mean, at least turn it to Peppers or well, somebody. You know, like one of. The, I mean, they, yeah. Dunker? If you don't want to go with Marcus Jones, there's another option. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus and, Jones did tell me that. The biggest difference to him between college and pros fielding punts is that the ball actually comes down a lot faster in the pros than in college. And I think a lot of the punters in college use that like Aussie rugby style punt, which is more of a line drive. Whereas with Jake Bailey and and the NFL punters, it's a straight, you know, up and down type shot. And the ball comes down a lot faster than it did. I never thought of it that way. I always, because I always have seen guys that are great returners in college and you're always like it's because they're getting line drives kicked right to them yeah. which is very return how many times do you oh, say yeah. like no, no this one time this one's returnable you never yeah, see those kinds of them. kicks in the pros like they never kick the line drives i mean it rare rare exception yeah, where a guy mishits one i never thought of the the actual velocity the of the ball yes it's, i thought being it's, a difference. it was a really interesting answer because i figured he would say oh the gunners get down there faster or the play just happens faster in general or whatever but no the first thing out of his mouth was about the apex of the ball and how much harder so maybe it is he to is having it. trouble catching it in practice it's too I mean, high you know, i don't it's know too high he didn't expect it to be that high and come down that fast well, it's gonna wow. take a few months <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Like, I just come out and say it. You yeah. just come out and say it. He right. skirts around the corner. I want to see Marcus skirt, Jones. Skirt, skirt. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, me too. Me too. I, I mean, I wanted to see Duggar yeah. return kicks for like three years. They finally did it, and he hurt himself. <laughs> uh, Andy in Cleveland. Uh, I'm an athletic trainer and physical therapist. I was at a football medical conference in 2013 in Boston where Bill Belichick was the keynote speaker. Hmm. And then San Diego Charger head team physician mentioned that basically every single player will demand a second opinion as soon as they get hurt. He mentioned this is mostly driven by the agents. He noted one anecdote where he got a call from a player's agent saying that they wanted a second opinion, and the doctor had to tell him, I haven't given you a first opinion yet. (laughs) Uh, This is basically standard procedure, and we shouldn't infer a lot out of it when someone gets a second opinion. There are probably some times where there is a lack of trust, sometimes where it is patient doing due diligence before a major medical decision, like Fred and his kid with the heart issue, or the agent positioning for a later injury settlement or diluting the narrative that his player is injury prone. Yeah. I mean I didn't I I mean personally I didn't I didn't read a lot into the, the second opinion, but the, the wishy washiness of back and forth of what's going on with them right now, that no that's what that's what's bumping. To me, me it's less about second opinions and more about surgery or no. That's what I'm concerned. That, that's what I'm interested in. Not concerned about. I'm interested in whether or not he has surgery. What's that surgery like? The uh, what do they call it? The, the tightrope tight surgery. Rope? It's like, intense. I mean, t- yeah. It's a, I watched a YouTube video about oh, it last geez. night because I was just <laughs> curious to learn more about what exactly it is because it's like this lauded surgery or whatever. We, and we, it, we kept bringing, what do we bring in? Information? <laughs> what are we doing? It literally looks like <laughs> something out of like Rambo or something that like some action hero movie star would do because he like you know, his ankle got like dislocated in the middle of battle and he had so to just pop it back do in. do it with like a Bowie knife or something? It, it's kinda? just... What, uh, where do they... Uh, no where do they anesthesia. Incise? Like they, what, what, is it just a small kind of cut and they go in and kind yeah, of tie well, the it's ma- it's mainly just like the the tight, literally tight rope, right? Like it's it's the way that they like they basically pull the tendons in your ankle back together, essentially. And I think the biggest thing is about it that 
some doctors, and this is not me talking, this is me reading up on, on this surgery, there's a little bit of an odd, you know, at odds in the medical community because some people, and Alabama is notorious for rushing guys back from injuries, some people think that it makes you come back faster, but it doesn't necessarily heal you faster. So That's how David Chow, the former Chargers doctor, described it this morning in the mm. story. That yeah, so it's one of those things where it's, Yes, he could technically get back on the field faster, but for his long-term health, yeah. it might not be what's in his that's best interest. You were wondering yeah, about the other that, thing. And that's like what I said. Like you know, like I understand. Like people are like just they, they just use Ooh, these blanket things. So that means that you know this is what everybody should do. Tua had an opportunity to have surgery and be back in time for the national championship, and he did it. He also ended up getting hurt again, and there's there's definitely, and I don't know if this is fact, this is speculation, but there's definitely a line of thought that the injury that he ended up suffering, the ankle injury, he ended up suffering an ankle injury again that they think may have been related to why he hurt his hip the following year. Yeah. So yeah, I get off kilter. I don't know if that's fact. Yeah. But if I'm Mac Jones, I want to get as much information about that stuff as I can because if I have an injury that doesn't require surgery for 100% healing I don't just want to dive into it because I can get back in two weeks instead of three especially one that's named after a very small margin for error (laughs) (laughs) the tightrope surgery (laughs) Alabama is notorious for this for drilling into their players heads that you come back as quickly as possible like I I think it was Jalen Waddell maybe who played on like a a ruptured Achilles in like the national championship game yes he literally went out there on uh, Achilles tear and we had the uh, skating on thin ice surgery we're gonna give you yeah yeah so they just rush guys back Georgia does the same thing with Kirby Smart who's a and what do those programs have in common yeah yeah you got a list of guys over here that can take your job that they're right. every bit yeah. as talented as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think they want to do it? Yeah. It's the player. Right. No, if you're, if you're, I mean, just think about like yeah. what we know. No, I know. So if you're Jalen Hurts in, 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 in Tua and Mac Jones, like you guys are at practice every day together. You know that all three of you guys can play. You're not stupid. You might think you're the best of the three, and Hurts might think he's the best or whatever, but. If I'm Tua, I'm not going to give you a three-game look at that guy so you can see, huh, he's as good as I am, and he might do that better than I do. Like, that's why there's there's probably more desperation to get back in college. Yeah. Because you got to get to the pros and make yeah. your money. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget Jalen Waddell. That was crazy. Just like you see him out there, but he's actually going to play. He's still uh, And he's still fast. That's, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, still fast. Well, the Pickens guy came back and played in the yeah. off the torn ACL, right? Yeah. yeah. He played in the the national like, championship like game. Like five month George. recovery, yeah. Philip Rivers played George in a Pickens. torn ACL, right? Well, he actually played the game with a torn ACL. Yeah. Pickens yeah. tore his ACL in like the spring and came back. Was it five months? Then? I think yeah. it was five months. Yeah, he came back and played in the national championship game. <laughs> Be crazy. Uh, Eldridge in North uh, Carolina. Hey, Eldridge. Spring. It's probably August. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? Good. Good. Yeah, hmm. I was listening to y'all earlier about your discussion oh. and Paul and Fred. You had me hilarious. Oh, the, uh, that was that was an old. Wait, what you can't say? You had to pay somebody. <laughs> That's the problem with Bill. He don't want to pay somebody except his guys. That's the problem I have with him yeah. because you made a good point. If Thor turned out to be that receiver that you always wanted and we needed, and you let him walk after four years, they can get another one in the draft. 
okay, you're supposed to be drafting another one anyway, but he ain't going to take that production right then, or right. Duggar, right. or Baltimore, Baltimore or yeah. even Stevens. I keep Stevens and, and Harris, you know, because that's my, my core guy. Matt got to have somebody. If it ain't Matt, the next quarterback, yeah. you know. So that's my that always been my gripe with Bill, was that part right there. But um, I'm like you, for, uh, Paul. If the kid need to come back three weeks, let it be three weeks. If he come, if he try to come back in two and play, that's his decision too. Because there ain't nobody body but here, and there ain't nobody career but here. Right, that's, that's true. Line. It right. should be that's his decision. Yep. Yep. Yes, well, that's all I got, fellas. Y'all uh, have a good one. All right, Aldrin. Thank you. Thanks, Aldrin. Well, it's that time of the week. Oh. Evan, should Evan sit so, in? We got his picks. Sure. So now what do I got? to Now I got to have like three different. Uh, we get he's do it. The girls time. are really screwing you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where's Alex? You either you either with us or you're against us. Where, where's Alex? I'm not sure. Uh, you're not sure. You're not her sure. boss. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, keep putting them in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and Tamara, do we know anyone? She's uh, upstairs. She's upstairs. <laughs> okay. She doesn't want to. All be right. So last week, um, let's see. Alex and Paul went nine and seven. Oh, Fred yeah. went eight and eight. Ugh. Mike went five and eleven. Bad. That's overall that's bad. Five and eleven, that's just winners, terrible. no spreads. Terrible. That's not great. No, no, no. far not, from great. Not good, Bob. The opposite of great. Uh, with Bob. the spread, Paul stands at the top. Is <laughs> often the case. Ten and six. Good, good week. Uh, Alex eight and eight, followed by Fred at five and eleven. <laughs> And Mike at four and twelve. <laughs> it's a bad week. Season standings are oh as follows: uh, Paul twenty-seven, twenty and one. A terrible record to be setting yeah. the pace with. Yeah, the only one it's, over five hundred. Well, a good actually, week. Alex in two weeks is nineteen and thirteen. Tamara is seven, eight and one. She only did one week. Uh, Fred twenty-one, twenty-six and one. Mike twenty, twenty-seven and one. Just picking winners. <laughs> Didn't know you could do that. Um, with I the spread, I am twenty-seven and twenty-one. Alex is sixteen and sixteen. Mike is twenty and twenty-eight, and Fred is sixteen and thirty-two. Oh my God, <laughs> that's a tough start for him. All that. Don't that do not game. fade or follow Fred. Just, just not just this year. Get away from him. Not this weekend. year. I have, yeah, my know, feeling is gone. Right out of training camp, he has no feel for the league. So, yeah. Ev, you're going to pick this week. In the uh, second spot, okay. So that mi- Mike will go, and then you have to make a pick. Okay. And uh, unlike Eric Scalavino, you do not have to give a diatribe about pause. What <laughs> yeah. Think. No, no thesis. Uh, yeah. Refer to your notes. Right. Yeah. And, and we pick straight up and against the spread. Right. So Fred often says, uh, you know, there's uh, there's nothing really at stake here. So <laughs> you don't <laughs> don't worry about. You don't have to lose you know, any sleep. Just over getting it. Don't called sweat out for just how getting made fun are. of by me. <laughs> yeah. Only in the weeks that <laughs> I win. Don't sweat it. All right. Tonight, eight fifteen on Prime Video. The three and O Dolphins travel to the one and two Bengals. Cincinnati by three and a half. Cincinnati three and a half. I've seen on the TV that uh, the Tua is expected to play. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati, and I will lay the points. I think they'll maybe start to find something. I think. Maybe. Don't listen to me. I'm not good. I like Cincinnati to cover Miami. A weird week for them with the the hurricane down there to come up early unexpectedly. Yeah, I was gonna take th- I was gonna take Cincinnati regardless, but I was gonna take the points. But I, I I do think that the preparation, in addition to the short week, and uh, that defense is going to be gassed. Ninety plays in that heat, and now they have a short week. I'm going to take the Bengals both ways. I'll take the Bengals too, but it's against my rules. I hate the Bengals. 
9.30 in the morning on Sunday Ooh. from London, the 2-1 and one Vikings are at the 1-2 and two Saints. Uh, Vikings by 2.5. 2.5. Two yeah, where was this game? London. No, but where? Oh. Which, which th- is it Wembley? I think or it's Wembley. Tottenham? I believe it's Wembley. Wembley. That, that affect your pick? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Have you ever been there? Minnesota don't play good I've been there. Yeah, this... <laughs> Well, thanks for nothing. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I always pick them incorrectly, um, but I kind of feel like the Saints are fading and the, the shines come off. Jameis Winston, uh, I think Minnesota will the win. Backbones no, the backbones will come off Jameis Oh, that Winston. hurts. That helps too. I like Minnesota because 9.30 a.m., nobody is watching Kirk Cousins at that time ah, when nobody is watching. That's true. He <laughs> yeah. That's when Kirk calls time. out. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota, too. I Ooh. did like uh, Annie Ager had one of those, uh, you know, the clips that she does all the time. She's like, um, that the, she put the Vikings show, we're playing at, we're playing at 8.30. And she's like, a.m., a.m., <laughs> relax. So that holds well for the Patriots on Thanksgiving, doesn't it? He, his record in primetime yes. is terrible. Well, his, I'll look that up His Monday night time. record, I believe, is 2-11. and 11. I don't know what his record generally so in primetime. I know he won a primetime game. It's crazy how last predictable year. it is, too. Yeah. It's like every primetime. He was on, what, Thursday night or something like that? Monday night. I think it was that Monday it's night terrible. doubleheader last Monday week. night they lost to Philly. Yeah, yeah. and just horrible. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. One o'clock, uh, the two and one Browns visit the one and two Falcons. Cleveland by one and a half. One and a half. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go with the home dogs. I'm going to take Atlanta. I don't really know why, but, yeah. I'll take Cleveland. I, I like their roster. Obviously, that's they just need the quarterback. But the rest of that roster, we'll, we'll see what happens with Miles Garrett if he's going to play. But Flip uh, this car. Still going to take Cleveland. And I'm going to take Cleveland, too, for the same reason. I just think they're a better team. Yeah, Falcons screwed me last week. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Damn, I got that one wrong. Uh, 1 o'clock, uh, the 2-1 Bills. They thought they were going to be undefeated this season. No, you did. No, they did. They don't uh, care. Are at the 2-1 and one Ravens. Buffalo by 3. Ken Dorsey three. doesn't care. I, I'm going to take Buffalo. I think they'll they'll take advantage of that Baltimore secondary that I thought you know the Patriots kind of did as well. So uh, you know, good game, MVP type candidates at quarterback. But I'm going to take Buffalo. I'll lay the points. Not sure why this game is at one o'clock. This is two contenders mm-hmm. with two MVP quarterbacks. Probably should be a prime time game. I also like Buffalo to bounce back in this game. It's a tough game for me with all those guys that are out for Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo to bounce back. Mainly because I was not overly impressed with Baltimore, other than um, Lamar Jackson. I- I'll take Buffalo here. I think I think uh, the over under for passing yards for Josh Allen this game should be four fifty. <laughs> I really think so. Yeah. Um, wh- so I'm going to take Buffalo. One o'clock. Um, the one and two Commanders are at the two and one Cowboys with Ugh. Cooper Rush. Dallas by three. Dallas by three, huh? Yeah, that's kind of a, on the who cares column for me. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with Dallas at home and, and Cooper Rush. I'm going to go with Dallas too. I think probably the best player in football in the first three weeks of the season is Micah Parsons. He's uh, defensive player call. of the year through three weeks, if that means anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Dallas too. Uh, been impressed with the way they've been able to piece it together here and buy some time until Dak is ready. I will take Dallas, but I'm going to hedge that, and I'm going to take the points. Uh, NFC East, you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they play each other tough. Uh, so I will go with the Commanders to uh, cover, or whatever that means. <laughs> um, it's one o'clock. The one and two Seahawks are at the one and two Lions. 
Detroit by four and a half. Four and a half. Wow. Okay, that went down a little bit from mine. Uh, big game for Detroit prior to coming here to New England. Um, I'll take the I'll take the Lions at home. I like the Lions too. Their their running game has actually been pretty legit. So I'll take the Lions. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, I too will take the Lions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lay the points too. I'll take Detroit both ways. Yeah. I am going to take Detroit as well. Wow. Wow. I can't remember the last time everybody picked Detroit. Tell Hardy. It's yeah. excited. 1 o'clock, the 1 and 2 Chargers are at the 0-2-1 Texans. The lack by 5.5. Man, that's an interesting game. So it seems like everything's going wrong for the Chargers right now between Herbert and Bosa, uh, but Houston just doesn't have much. I, I'll take the Chargers to win. Um but I'll, I'll take those points. I think it'll be close between two kind of struggling teams. Yeah. Herbert, Rashawn Slater, and Joey Slater Bosa. Yep. Two guys, those last two on injured reserve for the Chargers. That's a tough way to start your season. So I'm going to go with the Chargers, but I like Houston to cover. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I would add the receiver. I think the third receiver, Guyton, tore his ACL. He's out. J.C. Jackson's missed a couple of games. A lot of injuries for the, for the Chargers. Yeah. So I'll take the points. I'm going to go with the upset. Texans win outright. That's why I'm 16 and 32. Uh, one o'clock. The one and two Titans are at the one one and one Colts. Colts by three and a half. Colts with a surprising win last week um, against the Chefs. I, I usually I'm a variable guy and I believe in that team, but I think they are another one of those teams trending down. I'm going to take Indy at home to cover. Yeah, I'm with Indy, too. Gus Bradley actually cooking something up last week for Patrick Mahomes. You know, typically one of those guys that just does what he does, but spun the dial a little bit last week, so I'll go with the Colts. I will take Indy to win, but I will take the hook and uh, take Tennessee to cover. I will take Tennessee outright. So not only do they cover, but they win. Was that the upset pick of the week, folks? Uh, No, that was the uh, Texans. (laughs) Folks, I think that one might be coming last (laughs) today. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, one o'clock. The two and one Bears. Friend knows me right right away. You know exactly what I was talking. Are at about. the two and one Giants. Uh, Giants by three and a half. Ugh. This is uh, feel sorry for the people that have to watch this one. No, I'll, I'll take the Giants. Uh, I know it, 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 a little bit of a stumble, but I'm gonna take them to bounce back at home just because I think Chicago stinks. This is a tough one because. The Bears don't trust Justin Fields to throw, and Daniel Jones can't throw. So which quarterback do you go with in that situation? Philosophical question. Uh, I'll go with the Giants because they're at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants for the same reason. Um, Do you think it's all about Justin Fields or about those around him? I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, Darnell Mooney's probably his best receiver. Yeah, but I I think they were really worried about getting him killed. Offensive line, yeah. Um, but I'm going to take the Giants either way. Yeah, me too. Giants, the Dable Giants. One o'clock, two and one Jaguars at the three and zero Eagles. Fun game. Why? No, like sneaky. Eagles by six and a half. Man, it's uh, I mean Jacksonville, one of the surprise teams uh, of the year. Trevor Lawrence looking a lot better. Uh, actually, has some real coaches. Um, but I think I think Philly's legit. I'm a little bit surprised, but. I'm going to take Philly, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to lay those points as much as I'm tempted to think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, watching Philly in primetime last week, you realize how loaded their roster is. Like Darius Slay is probably like the sixth best player on their team, <laughs> which is amazing. So I, I take Philly here. I'm going to take Philly too, but I will take the points. I'm a 
starting to become a believer in uh, in Jacksonville. So I'll take the points. I'll see. I think they will keep it close. Maybe a backdoor cover. I'm with you, Paul. Trevor Lawrence. I like him. They cover. Uh, one o'clock. The one and two Jets are at the one and two Steelers. Steelers by three. Uh, looks like Zach Wilson is will it, be making his debut. Zach Wilson is yes. going to make his debut. Um, that's a tough one. Tough one. Um, you know, I'm going to go for it with the Jets. I'm going to say Zach Wilson uh, gets the win in his return at Pittsburgh. Tough pick, but I'm going to go for it. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I actually think Zach Wilson coming back might hurt the Jets, not help them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Jets. Um, I'm breaking my rule. Two bad teams usually take the home team, but I'm going to break my rule in this one. I think they'll get a little bit of a bump from, from Wilson. Okay. I'm going to take the Steelers. Steelers at home. Now we move to 405. The one and two Cardinals are at the one and two Panthers. Carolina by one and a half. Yeah, I just saw uh, Christian McCaffrey mispractice again today. Yeah, unbelievable, huh? Uh, I got I got to go with Arizona. I mean, I, I'm surprised at how bad they've been, but I'm going to take them as as road upset as well. Not upset, but you know, this Cardinals offense is a mess right now. But it certainly I, is. I still think that they have enough talent to beat a team like Carolina so I'll take Arizona yeah I mean I think the three of us might be uh in in for I I, I just think this line looks backwards to me um I'm gonna take Arizona too but maybe they're just not very good I am as well I'm gonna take Arizona uh 425 the two and one Broncos are uh, a rare away game they're at Las Vegas the 0 and three Raiders Raiders by two and a half I got to go with Josh and the Raiders. I, I think they got to get their first win. I, they got too much talent. And Denver, I mean, they, they're playing a little better, but I, I'm going to go with Vegas and, and hope for Josh and those guys to get the dub. Yeah, I think this is this is the week for Josh McDaniels to finally get a win. It's really been Derek Carr. Hasn't really seen the field very well, but I think this is the week that they finally get it together. Got to simplify the offense next yeah, year. I haven't watched much. How much of that you think has been Carr not being comfortable yet in that offense? I think what's weird about it. As opposed to him just playing badly. Yeah, I think what's weird about it is that he's missing Devontae Adams a lot, <laughs> which is like the guy that they traded for because yeah, he's th- his you buddy. You think in, in, in like, when in doubt, yeah. You know, it's a weird. I would. Be interesting, though. Get his first win against Denver. They hate him. Man. Yeah, they, ha- they hate Josh. Um, but I'm going to take the, the Raiders and probably go 0-4 with picking them, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. At some point, they got to get off the schneid. Right? I, I just think uh, – I, I don't think I've seen very many games that were worse than that primetime game last week with San Francisco and Denver. Denver set back offense <laughs> decades in that game. Yeah. My eyes are just cooling off. They burned right out I of my head. I thought they'd be better with Wilson. They're not. I, 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 Wilson I'm, might be washed. I yeah. would just, I would just, I, I'm that close. Like I, He just doesn't look like he can play anymore. Yeah. No. And I don't know if it's just because of the guy that's coaching or what. But they he, got talent he on offense, looks too. Yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. They got receivers. It's not a talent issue on offense. It's and they can run the ball, too. Great. They yeah. gave him that extension. Yeah. Oh, he looks terrible. Uh, now we're going to skip over the Patriots at 425, and we're going to go to 820 uh, on NBC. Uh, the 2-1 Chiefs are at the 2-1 Buccaneers. Uh, this game, as of now, is still at Raymond James Stadium. It could be played in Minnesota. I think it's officially been. Oh, is it official? Every, we yeah. got an update? Officially yeah. official? I saw that, uh, yeah, Adam Schefter said it. It's staying in Tampa? Yes. Okay. Wow. So at Raymond James Stadium, uh, the Chiefs are favored by one and a half. And Brady's 
Brady's guys, any 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 weaponry coming well, back? I think Mike Evans is off Evans suspension. Is off, right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road. I'll lay the points. Yeah, that that offense last week, I know Mike Evans comes back, but they couldn't run the ball against the Packers. They, the receivers were limited. I, I like Kansas City here as well. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs too. Uh, I hate uh, <laughs> doubting Tom Brady. Do that at I your, own, at your own peril, but I will take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Monday night, 8-15, the 2-1 Rams are at the 1-2 49ers. 49ers by 1.5. Really? Wow. So am I the only one surprised by that? Rams haven't played well either. Uh, I guess I just remember that game from last week with San Fran. Um, no, but I, I hear what you're saying. No, it's, a strange, it's yeah. a strange spread to me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think San Francisco is pretty good. Only a point and a half favorite at home. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rams. Yeah, I'm blanking on the – there's some weird NFC West trends where, like, certain this teams beat up on – San Francisco owns the Rams. Yeah, so that's probably why the line is what it is. So I like San Francisco in this game because it seems like they have each other's numbers in that division. What are the Sharps now? Yeah, the Rams own the Cardinals, and the Niners own the Rams. Right. I think that's the way that uh, – yeah. Owns. That's the way love goes. Owns. Um, I'm going to take the Rams just because I like them. <laughs> I'm going to take the Rams as well. Even trends Such get to be broken boy, sometimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we go back to 425. Uh, the 1-2 Patriots are visiting Lambeau for the two and with the 2-1 and one Packers. Packers by 10. 10 points. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Patriots are, are going to play hard in this one. I think their defense will... You know, largely contain Green Bay's offense for for much of the game. Um, you know, I think the Patriots' offense will move the ball. I, I want uh, they'll probably struggle in the red zone though. So I I, I see Green Bay kind of pulling away late, kind of similar to that Kansas City game. Maybe not as low scoring, but I'm going to take uh, Green Bay 24-13. I have the same th- feelings as Mike on this one. I had 24-10, the exact same score from the Chiefs game in 2020 when Hoyer started. Just I, I think Green Bay scores that touchdown late, though. I, I think the Patriots keep this competitive. I think the score of that game was 26 to 10. But 26 10? Yeah, I'm going to nitpick. Why don't you look that up? Picking nits. Uh, I am going to take Green Bay. I am having the opposite. Well, I think they get a lead and sort of coast, and the Patriots have the backdoor cover. Uh, I'm going to say, well, it's going to actually land on 10 here, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, but I'm going to take the Patriots to cover. Uh, I'll say uh, 26-16, Green Bay. A lot of field goals. Okay. Folks, these are the times that try the souls of Patriots Do we fans. need the music? Do we need some background music? Do you have anything patriotic? God bless America. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Bill Belichick. Bury the ball. Show him that horse race. Tell him about Shackleton's vacation. It wasn't a vacation, hi-ho. It was an adventure. <laughs> Whatever it was. Take them bowling. <laughs> do whatever you have to do. Show them Miracle on Ice. <laughs> bring in the kid to do the, the, the motivational talk. Whatever you have to do. Pull out all the stops because this is where we got to rally the troops. This is where we got to circle the wagons. we got to get around Axel Hoyer and, and you know, make up for him and, and come together in this, at Lambeau Field. What would be better than going to Lambeau Field and coming back with a win? They've done tougher having things ma- having before. Having Mac Jones not be hurt. They've done tougher things before. We can do it. I remember Troy Brown playing. Are sa- you picking the Patriots? 
I remember Troy Brown playing corner against the greatest show on turf, and the Patriots coming back with that win. No one thought they could do it. Adam Vinatieri throwing a touchdown in that game. Remember that, Paul? I do. Yeah. It was yeah. Mark Bulger playing quarterback for the Rams, though, not Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But they, he had a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. A lot, like, of, weapons. lot of weapons. So I'm taking the points, but the Patriots lose. <laughs> So you're doing the same. So you're doing the same thing as me after all of that. Yeah, I am. All right. Yeah. Well, while you were doing that, we were watching on uh, Sports Center. They were picking in their eliminator pool, and all four of the pundits uh, chose Green, Green Bay. Bay. That's such an. E- you can't like. Can you look yourself in the mirror if you're taking the Packers against the Patriots backup quarterback at home? I mean, that's not really going out on a limb. Right. Yeah. yeah. If I was going to take, I don't I generally take, take the Patriots in those things for obvious reasons. Um, but if I, I mean, it wouldn't have had anything to do with the quarterback. If I, if I. I like the Packers at home. I don't think we're going to lose that game. We'll see. Maybe Packers offense is not not what you think of when you think of Aaron Rodgers right no, now. I know, but I, they're playing listen, a defense that I, they might know, look good I, against. I know I picked them. I do think there's hope. I do think there's hope, and it's up to the Patriots' defense. You yeah, know, yep. if, if you can keep somehow the Packers under 20, there's a chance. There's so, a chance. I agree. It's all, a lot of the things that the Packers are doing offensively to move the ball is, is play action, RPO, you know, bootleg stuff, Shanahan stuff. Like that's their offense right now. If you get them into a drop back passing game and just make them beat you by throwing to the five eligible receivers, it's six yards per attempt. It's not a good drop back passing offense at the moment. It's How, a very, has his protection been bad? The protection's been okay, but his numbers under pressure have plummeted, which I think those two things, traditional dropback passing and pressure, if those things are bad and the quarterback you know is not the problem, usually that indicates that receiver separation is the issue that they're going against, and that's sort of what I saw on film from the Packers last week is if LaFleur can scheme it up and Rodgers has the quick release and can kind of manipulate guys and stuff like that with the best of them, then they can make some plays. But the second that you actually just play football 11 on 11, the Packers offense is not what it used to be. Sounds like, like you said yesterday, the 2019 Patriots, right? Exactly the same thing, yeah. So big game for Dietrich Wise, maybe? Or Christian Barmore? Do you think Barmore, if Guy doesn't play, he gets early snaps on downs, like early down snaps? Sure. Yeah. But, like, is is that a liability against the run? Because maybe, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm always like, just go for it and let them play and, and let them make plays and let them blow some plays and, you know, get get over the hump with this stuff, you know. Just get them out there and get them used to playing the whole game and, you know, making big plays in the big moments when it comes down the stretch. You know, that's what you want out of Christian Barmore, a, a closer. Well, I like the idea of, like, pushing that pocket, but that's when Rodgers throws. The trouble is they're a better running team right now, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. this this wide zone scheme that they run, though, remember from the Super Bowl against the Rams – penetration is the poison for this so if you're christian barmore this is one of those weeks where shooting gaps and getting in the backfield instantly off the run is not a bad thing you know some weeks you don't want to be undisciplined and come out of your gap and stuff like that but this week is one of those weeks where if you can get early penetration i'm sure they'll you know have some of those run blitzes where they kind of just shoot Dewan bentley through the a gap and try to get him in the backfield too that's the type of scheme you know it's a delayed outside zone type of scheme and if you can get up the field against them i'll never forget belichick in the whichever you know mic'd up segment it was saying get vertical get vertical get vertical like that's the type of scheme that you want to do that against is what they're facing on sunday so it could be a big barmore game finally one of those games where they 
take the training wheels off a little bit, so to speak, and, and let him actually pin his ears back a little bit. Okay. Barmore unleashed. All right. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, oh, yeah. i got one more uh, note to tell you. This is a new one. This is good. I, was the show brought to us by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism? Wow. So this whole show was brought to you by them. Great memories are by made in, by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Uh, the great memories are made in Massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solar or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. It's actually visit-ma.com. So I, I'm going to plan a getaway in Massachusetts. Yeah. So much to do. So much history. All right. Um, playbook coming up. Pre-game show, what time? Two o'clock? Two o'clock. Two to four. Two to four. Then the post-game show. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.